Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. For most parents, my guest today needs no introduction, but I'll introduce him anyway. Dr. Ranj is well known for presenting CBB show Get Well Soon, appearing on countless other TV shows like This Morning and donning a whole lot of sequins when he appeared on Strictly Come Dancing a couple of years ago. Ranj has also written a book, How to Grow Up and Feel Amazing, The No Worries Guide for Boys, which is essential reading for all tween boys. Ranj talks to me about what made him write the book and why talking about feelings and emotions with boys is just as important as telling them about the physical changes that they'll go through. It really is a fantastic book and I've already told my mum friends to buy it for their sons. Before we hear from Dr Ranj, a quick request from me. It would be fab if you can take a minute to rate and review the podcast. And if you know anyone who's having twins soon, check out my book, OMG It's Twins, which is a guide to the emotional rollercoaster of having twins. Now, here's Dr. Ranj talking about raising happy, healthy sons. Dr. Ranj, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, good. Um, just trying to readjust to, to life as it changes week by week. But um, yeah, I'm feeling very optimistic. Yeah, I, well, I think a lot of us are right now. We're, we're recording this, aren't we, mid-May and things have just stepped up a notch in terms of things opening up. And I think there is this kind of air of positivity around, isn't there? Yeah, it's really interesting time, actually, because um, the more I speak to people and interact with people on social media, the more I learn that essentially right now there are two camps of people, broadly speaking. There's the the camp that I'm in, which is super excited and optimistic and wants to get out there and return to some sort of normality and, you know, start seeing people again as safely as possible. And then there's another camp of people who are quite rightly, I think naturally feeling quite anxious because they're not really sure what we're going back to. We've spent the best part of a year saying stay indoors to be safe. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big adjustment in many ways for a lot of us, but I'm just hoping that things continue going in the right direction. We remember that we still need to remain cautious um, and fingers crossed, you know, if somebody's listening to this six months down the line, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully things are in a much, much better situation. 
Yeah, I am. Um, I was listening to an, an episode that I recorded back in January, just yesterday, and it was just quite weird listening back to us, you know, me and my guest having a conversation where we were properly still in the throes of lockdown yeah. and homeschooling and not knowing what was happening from one day to the next. Um, and it's actually quite nice listening to it now, thinking we've come so far since then, you know, all the vaccines mm. and you know, it's, it's, we're going in the right direction, aren't we? I think it's good every now and again to go back and remind ourselves of where we were. What's happened, um, over the last year or so, I think for a lot of people is we felt like we've stagnated, that we're in a standstill and nothing seems to be getting better. Um, and I think that's partly because we're just so used to, being stuck indoors and being under a lockdown and having restrictions. And actually, if we go back to say, you know, six months ago or a year ago and really think about how much we've achieved, how much things have changed, and actually in many ways, how much things are getting better. And that might just give us that slight glimmer of hope that we all need right now. And there really is hope. I think with the fact that the vaccine program is rolling out so well and so effectively and the fact that our behavior generally, I think, is a bit more mindful now going forward, um, even in the wake of potentially new variants that may or may not be bad news for us. I really think that there is a sense of hope and optimism that we, we should hold on to. And plus, we've we're doing this in May. We've got the summer months coming up and the best place to be and the safest place to be is outside right now. So fingers crossed we can do that. <laughs> yeah. So people listening probably know you for being on the CBB show Get Well Soon, which all of my kids at various points have <laughs> loved. Um, and also from Strictly Come Dancing, This Morning and lots of other TV that you've done. But you're an actual real life doctor working in a hospital, aren't you? I am. Which of those roles do you prefer and how do you chuckle it all? <laughs> Everyone always asks, which do you prefer, the TV stuff or the, <laughs> or the doctor stuff? Do you, do you prefer a Saving lives or being a celebrity? That's basically what I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't think there's a competition there, really, is there? No, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, always, I always sound like I'm sitting on the fence and I'm just trying to be diplomatic, but I'm not. I'm genuinely not. So I'm really lucky and privileged to do the jobs that I do. I work in the NHS part-time now. I tend to do evenings and weekends. I work in children's A&E and intensive care. And that is my passion. That's my day job. That's where my drive comes from. That's what gives me on a day-to-day -day basis, a sense of kind of achievement and satisfaction and as if I'm making a difference. And then the media stuff that I do that I tend to do during the week and be that on screen or potentially on radio or writing a book or an article, that sort of thing. I fit that in around my NHS work. And that just is the icing on the cake for me. It's, I get to meet incredible people. I get to do some amazing things. I get to, you know, as you just mentioned, I get to dance in sparkly outfits. I get to speak <laughs> to the nation about really important health topics. It's, it's all just been such a wonderful bonus to me. And I love the variety and I genuinely love the fact that I get to dip in and out of both of those sides of my career. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I know it's been really hard over the last year or so. We've all struggled in terms of work, um, and the, the impact that lockdown and COVID has had on our, on our, um, careers and things like that. And I, and I totally understand that, but I'm still, 
count myself really, really lucky in that respect. And am I right that you stepped back from some of your media work during the pandemic? Did you did you kind of do more work in the hospital mm. at that point? Yeah, well, it, it was the right place for me to be. I felt like I wanted to do more. I felt like I wanted to be hands-on. So I did more clinical work. Um, I mean, obviously the media side of things quietened down anyway so I was able to do more clinical work but I I, I stepped up you know much like so many of those incredible other frontline workers that we've got that have kept us going like I stepped up and said I want I want to do my part and I want to you know use my skills in a helpful way um I worked more in A&E worked more in intensive care wherever I could fortunately if there was any silver lining to COVID it was that children were relatively under affected compared to adults Mm -hmm. there was still a small number that did get very poorly sadly but generally speaking children with COVID don't end up in hospitals so whilst things for us didn't get that busy we stepped up and flexed and redeployed and helped out our adult colleagues where things were really really full on um and i don't think we can underestimate the the strain that people felt when that happened yeah i've got a friend who's a nurse at one of the big london hospitals and just listening to her talking about what it's been like it's just it's astonishing and it just makes you feel like you know so many medical um you know um, hospital workers and um, NHS staff were probably going to need a lot of support and therapy for years to kind of deal with with all of this. Absolutely. We know that there's going to be a significant number of healthcare staff that will leave their posts now because of the strain of the last year. We are going to see higher rates of things like PTSD and mental health issues because of the strain and the fact that now COVID may be less of a an issue for hospitals right now, but we still have to catch up on all the other things that got put to one side and the strain will carry on. I it Really, it beggars belief and it really, I think, in many ways disappoints and hurts me that there are still people, some people, a small proportion of very vocal people out there who think that things weren't that bad, who think that maybe this was all some sort of an elaborate hoax and hospitals were just making up the numbers and making up the fact that they were under strain. I mean, hospitals are under strain every year, aren't they? The the, the point is, yes, we are under strain every winter. This was nothing like a winter. We put to one side all of the elective things that we would do, all of the regular treatments that you would offer, cancer care and things like that, operations, all got put to one side and we were still under huge amounts of pressure. Imagine if we'd carried everything on. It would have been un- untenable. It wouldn't. We wouldn't have been able to maintain it. But now I just ask people who are out there that might be listening, please just be considerate whilst we pick up the pieces and try to get things back on track. And remember, we still have a responsibility to to keep our hospitals safe. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got a lot of experience, um, you know, doing the jobs that you do of talking to kids and teenagers about their bodies and health. And you've written a book, haven't you? Um, it's called How to Grow Up and Feel Amazing, The No Worries Guide for Boys. Um, and I think talking to our kids about puberty can be quite tricky for a lot of parents. Um, how do you suggest that we tackle it? <laughs> Um, well, there's no one size fits all, I suppose. But, um, yes, this book came about. Actually, I wrote it just before we went 
into into the pandemic and it's a, a a no worries grown up guide for boys aged roughly 10 to 14 or anybody else that might be interested in the kind of stuff that they're going through um and it covers all of the things that a boy might encounter at that age all of the challenges and the stuff that they may be too embarrassed to ask other people um i wanted it to kind of be that reassuring voice that we all need that kind of tells us everything is going to be okay or gives us the answers we're seeking or tells us to be confident enough to go and seek help when we can't manage. Um, and I suppose the, the voice we've used throughout this is very much of a, like an older sibling, um, that, or, 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 you know, an older friend that you can rely on kind of from a sort of role model perspective who you can turn to and give you answers. And the, 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 the trick is it's honesty. It's all about being honest, about being open, about being as factual as you can. Um, children will appreciate that. Being non-judgmental in your listening. Um, you don't have to know. I say to parents and carers all the time, you don't have to have all the answers. But the fact that if you can create an environment where a young person can come to you and say, I've got these worries, I've got these questions. Can I turn to you? Can I share this with you. That in itself is probably the single most positive thing you can do. If you don't have the answers, you can say, right, let's go away and find out. Tell you what, this guy seems to have written a pretty useful book. Why don't we have a look at that? Why don't you have a look, you know, read some of these chapters. Um, and yes, a lot of parents and carers get really, really panicky and freaked out, I think, and think, oh gosh, I couldn't possibly have that conversation. Or I couldn't do that. Why don't you just give your young person this book and say, do you know what? Go away and take a look at this. And if you've got any questions, tell you what, we'll have a chat about it or we'll find out from somewhere else. And it just completely demystifies all of those things that people might otherwise find embarrassing. Yeah. And I think it's nice because in the book, you talk about uh, the fact that obviously you've been through puberty when you were younger, yes. but I think for, for mums in particular and for, you know, for female carers, it can be quite tricky talking to boys. You know, I've got three girls, my eldest is 10. So I am all over the period chat, the girls' <laughs> puberty stuff. I, I know about it, um, you know, but it, 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 it's harder, I think, for from mums of boys because they haven't been through it themselves. Completely. I've had so many messages from mums and uh, parents and carers saying, I'm so glad because I I don't have experience of this. And now it feels like, you know, I'm sh because I'm sharing my experience and the fact that, you know, everybody goes so through this sort of thing. They're finding it really helpful to hear this from a bloke's perspective. But um I mean, similarly, this book isn't just about boys, though, because to be a great boy growing up and be the best that you can be, you need to know about everybody else around you. So there's a whole section on what girls go through when they're growing up and, you know, female puberty and things like that. Um it's very open and inclusive. I really love that it has got that. I think, I think that, you know, you, you talk in the book about, um, you know, if you've got perhaps sisters or female friends and what they might be going through, yeah. you know, with like PMS and, yeah. you know, their hormones. And it, like you say, it's really important that boys know about that stuff as well, isn't Completely. it? Completely. And I think especially with events recently around how, um, men and women interact with each other and, and, and certain types of behavior, I feel like it's important now more than ever, to teach young boys and young men about how to be respectful and how to interact with each other um, and how to what may be deemed appropriate or inappropriate behavior and kind of readjust that narrative. And also the one big message I really wanted to get across in this book was 
Firstly, you're not alone. We've all been through similar stuff. And tell you what, here's the benefit of my experience. Secondly, if you're ever struggling for help, please, please, please feel confident to come forward. And that's the permission I want to give you. You can be vulnerable as a boy. You can share your feelings as a boy. You can speak up and you don't have to always be okay. You don't have to be the strong one. Sometimes boys cry as well. And that's the kind of message I want to get out there because that narrative has never really been told before. Yeah, yeah. It's it really is like it's about smashing that toxic masculinity mm. that you know I mean, we're the same age and I feel like you know uh, men our age who grew up when we grew up in the 80s and the 90s yeah. there just wasn't this kind of conversation happening absolutely and like when you when, when you think back to the puberty books that were available when we were kids they tended to just focus on the physical changes so the equivalent of chapters one in your book and chapters four which is about sex and none of the emotional stuff, none of the mental health stuff, you know, it's kind of astonishing, really. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. I wanted this book to cover absolutely everything and be up to date. So that's why we talk a lot about identity, what it means to be a boy, what it means to be you. We talk about relationships, healthy relationships, not just romantic, but more about everyday relationships, friendships, family. We talk about social media and the internet and, you know, using that responsibly. We talk about looking after yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, everything from brushing your teeth to going to bed. Um, all of it has been poured into there and it's very much done in an inclusive, open way. So whatever kind of boy you are, what, whoever you may be, whatever your identity may be, or whoever you may like or fall in love with eventually, it doesn't matter. This book is for everybody, I hope. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Um, and in the sex chapter of your book, you do cover being gay and yeah. talking about what LGBT means, which is another big thing, a big change to the books that we read as kids. Um, you know, sexuality obviously wasn't talked about as much back then openly. And it's no surprise, really, that the word gay ended up being used as an insult yes. when we weren't being educated in the same way that we are educating our kids now. Exactly. And I, I like to feel that the world is a more open and non-judgmental place now. And actually, when you speak to young people, they are so much more open-minded and understanding and tolerant 
than people used to be. And all this book does is explain some of the things that they may encounter, some of the words and terms and people that they may come across in life in a very age-appropriate way, and basically says, look, everybody deserves to be respected. Diversity is a good thing. There may be people like you, there may be people slightly different to you, be, be that um, gender-wise, be that background, be that religion, be that identity or sexuality. Everybody deserves to be respected, heard and loved. And that's that's core to this. Um, but yeah, these are the sorts of things, sadly, that we weren't told when we weren't grow- we were growing up. We weren't educated about these things. We've had to learn them the hard way. And I, I don't want any young person to have to do that. Yeah. What was it like for you when you were a kid turning into a teenager? Because you talk about in the book how you lacked confidence and you struggled a little bit with your mental health. I wanted to be really honest with this book. Um, I wanted to share my personal experience as well as obviously all my professional experience looking after young people. I wanted to put myself into this book and show any young person picking it up that you're not alone. Do you know what? You might see me now and say, oh, he's a doctor and he does this stuff on telly and he's got all his stuff together and everything seems great for him. And in many ways, I am very fortunate and I, and I have have a wonderful life, but that doesn't mean that I haven't been in your position or haven't been through some of the things you might be experiencing and tell you what, it gets better. Um, so I wanted to give that message of hope to these young people, but I have shared my struggles with my mental health when I was growing up. So there were times when I was really, really anxious. There were times when my mood was quite low. Um, my There were times when I kind of felt like I just wasn't being heard. I didn't have, my emotional needs weren't always being met or addressed and I didn't really have somebody to turn to or talk to about it. And I don't want that happening again. I don't want any other young person to go through that. I've talked about my issues around body confidence. I was always a a larger kid and I wasn't very sporty and that really affected me as a child, but I carried that with me into adulthood. Um, And I'm still kind of unraveling some of that and trying to gain that confidence back and learning to sort of love myself. But I just wish somebody had told me when I was growing up that it's okay to feel like this, that do you know what? It's, you're not always going to feel like this. It doesn't really matter. Like, Don't panic too much. You're going to be okay. It gets so much better and it really does get better. Yeah. And I really love that you do cover health and body image in the book because our kids are being bombarded with the message that they should look a certain way and that health looks a certain way. You know, it's all to do with weight, but it's really important that we balance off that message and try to have them grow up with a healthy body image, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really balanced and and slightly sometimes tricky conversation to have because I make quite a point quite clearly in the book about the media and the images that young people might see and the fact that they are not representative of real life. But at the same time, whilst, um, you know, there's a lot, we, we need to obviously emphasize that it's about health. It is about being healthy at whatever size you are and, and not being preoccupied with size and weight and appearance. At the same time, there is this other side to the conversation where we do have a bit of a crisis a growing crisis when it comes to young people and children being excessively overweight or even obese and the long-term impact that might have on their health. So there's a, there's a very fine line to tread. There's a very, um, a tricky balance to, to, to strike between saying to a young person, do you know what? Don't 
worry about how you're looking and don't fret about it. Don't compare yourself to anybody else because your focus should be health. It shouldn't be appearance. It shouldn't be um, looking a certain way or being skinny or, or, or being muscly or anything like that that you may be seeing online. Your focus should be on your well-being and being happy and being healthy, no matter what you may look like. And if there comes a situation where your health is in a difficult place where you are struggling, then there may be other things that need to be put into place, but we need to make sure that they are healthy choices. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, the, the stuff that kids are seeing online, you know, social media, filters. Um, this is all stuff that, you know, parents worry a lot about. Um, and you, and you cover it in the book, you know, as well. And you talk, you talk about online bullying and, you know, it's a, it's a really big, thing for for parents to tackle. It's a huge area. And I remember when I wrote the chapter around the internet and social media, it took me several times <laughs> and several attempts to get it right. I even um, gave it to the daughter of a friend who was a teenager to read. And we thank her um, in the book as well, um, just to give her opinion as a young person as to whether the tone was right and whether the content was right. Um, but I wanted to emphasize how Actually, the internet and social media is a form of connection. It's a form of communication. It can be a really positive thing. And, you know, nobody needs to feel lonely in a world like that. But at the same time, as with any media, for example, television used to get the same sort of rap when this that started to grow, <laughs> is that, you know, there are downsides to it as well. You have to use it responsibly. And above all of that, if you're ever in a place where you're worried or you feel like you might be in danger or you're scared of something, then actually that's when you should approach a grown-up. You should step away from it, approach a grown-up and say, look, this is going on. I'm a bit worried about it. Can you explain what's happening and do I need to do anything? Yeah, I think that is, that is the key, isn't it? It's just having that, trying to kind of nurture and foster that relationship with kids where they know that, you're there to listen to them and that they can come to you and talk to you about anything, even if they're scared about how you might react. You know, it, that's, that's, it's always the best way, isn't it? Totally, totally. The single most positive thing that you can do as a parent or carer, and you don't need any knowledge or information or setup to do this, is to create that open environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so your book, How to Grow Up and Feel Amazing, The No Worries Guide for Boys is available to buy now. And it's so good that I have already recommended it to all of my school mum friends who've got boys. <laughs> oh, I WhatsApp them yesterday and I was like, you guys need to buy this book, get on Amazon now. <laughs> thank you so much. I think the main thing that impressed me about it was that it's not just about puberty. It is about, like, like we talked about, it's about so much else that's going on around puberty for, for boys. It's, you know, it covers everything thing, doesn't it? Yes. It's about life. It's about growing up and it's about growing up confidently, comfortably, happily, and being the best version of yourself that you can be. And for anybody that might struggle with reading, for example, you, there's an audiobook as well, so you can listen to it or you can listen to it together with other members of your family. It's a great thing to pop on on the school journey, potentially. Um, there's, <laughs> although I'm not sure whether conversations or listening to a chapter about puberty might be the thing that you want to hear first thing in the morning. Yeah, that might be a bit cringy. And also any young, 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 younger siblings might be like mom yes. what's sex <laughs> exactly obviously yeah be be careful where you play that but it doesn't you know for people that may be struggling with um with reading and things like that there is an audio version out there too for them that's so good ranch before we finish up where can we find you online to hear more wisdom from you 
Ooh, to hear more wisdom. Gosh, <laughs> I always try. I try to be as active as I can on social media. So you'll find me on Twitter or Instagram at Dr. Ange. Um, and then hopefully you might find me on a screen somewhere near you too. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Some more, more sparkly sequins and dancing, please. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Ranch, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. My pleasure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.